If you are just tuning in, you're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Arizona State Senator Kimberly Yee filling in for Tom Brown, and today we are talking with former Congresswoman Marilyn Musgrave of Colorado. She serves as Vice President of Governmental Affairs for the Susan B. Anthony List and is also the director for the group's National Pro-Life Women's Caucus, for which I am a member. Congressman, woman, are you on the phone? I'm here, and how delightful to speak to you today, and especially to hear your news that you're expecting baby number two. Thank you so much. Thank you, Congresswoman. (laughs) I want to also congratulate you. It is my understanding that it's your anniversary today, so thank you for joining us on your special day. Well, thank you. Um, I was very fortunate in finding my husband, Steve, while I was very young, after one year of college, and here we are all these years later with four grown children and 11 grandchildren. Uh, God is indeed good. (laughs) Excellent. Well, we are so glad to have you on our show. Um, Would you tell us a little bit more about yourself as well as the Susan B. Anthony list and your work there? Well, I really was uh, drawn into politics uh, at a very early age. In high school, I was uh, quite unusual in that the the government class was my very favorite class. And Mm. uh, it seems like I could never really get away from thinking about what our legislators were doing and how it affected our lives. And uh, after our four children were over, older, uh, I had lobbied from home at the time, making the phone calls and writing the letters. But when our youngest was 14, um, I decided to run for office myself. And uh, I had run for the local school board, uh, promoting abstinence education, academic rigor, um, many things like that and had served on the school board, and then I ended up running for the state legislature and was very fortunate um, in defeating a very popular two-term Democrat who'd been a county commissioner and actually president of the school board when I served on the school board. And I got into politics basically because of life, because I felt like if you were going to run for office and represent people, and try to address their concerns. Uh, The most vulnerable among us, of course, is the unborn child. So if you really didn't care about that unborn child, why would you care about anyone else that was in a a weak position or infirm or someone that the government was, um, for instance, taking away their property rights or, or veterans that were deserving of benefits and weren't receiving them. So that was kind of my call into the arena. And uh, I can remember talking to the legislator that I ended up defeating about physician-assisted suicide uh, before I ever ran. And he was in support of physician-assisted mm-hmm. suicide. And I was taken aback by that. And he was pro-abortion. And uh, When I ran, I never hid my conservative values. I was told by the pundits, uh, by the experts, not to talk about the life issue. And, of course, you know that it's unavoidable. And, secondly, why should we not say that we're Mm pro-life? I mean, my goodness. So I ran for the State House, served two terms there, uh, carried pro-life legislation, ran for the United States, uh, excuse me, the Colorado State Senate, served one term there, and then ran for Congress. And uh, all the while uh, keeping my pro-life stand uh, very prominent, uh, feeling like that 
if I had the opportunity to serve, that I didn't want to look back years later and think that I had not stood up for the values that I held so dear. So that's kind of my story. While I was in in Congress, uh, I was so impressed with the Susan B. Anthony list because, as you know, Senator, Planned Parenthood, NARAL, et al., Mm -hmm. their political heft will come against you when you're a pro-life woman. Right. You know, I mean, especially if you're a woman. It seems like they just can't stand for a woman to speak up for life. And so I had those folks after me, and I still remember the day that I found out about Susan B. Anthony List. I was reading my mail in my office in the Colorado State Capitol, and they had written a letter to me telling me that they supported pro-life women that Mm -hmm. were running for Congress, and they had a survey for me to fill out. So that was my first um, contact with Susan B. Anthony List, and I thought, thank the Lord that Mm -hmm. there's an organization that's going to stand with us. You know, we're always taking the slings and arrows from Planned Parenthood and NARAL. It looks like now there's somebody that's going to stand with us. And they certainly do. You know, women really do speak with authority on the life issue. How are you seeing that play out today? Well, that's really the the premise uh, behind Susan B. Anthony List. You know, through the years, we've had pro-life heroes, men in Congress, and by the Barbara Boxers of the world, the Diane Feinsteins, uh, way back in the day in Colorado, the Pat Schroeders would scold these men and say, you can't speak about this issue. You have no idea what it's like to be pregnant and have a child or be in a crisis pregnancy. And, of course, our heroes like Henry Hyde and and uh, Mike Pence, and I think of Trent Franks, the yes. sponsor of the Unborn Pain Capable Act from Arizona, are your own hero. Right. Uh, I mean, these men have stood so strong, uh, Joe Pitts and Chris Smith, but the women speak with authority, and they speak very uniquely on this issue. So it's wonderful that they have joined the pro-life men. When I was elected to Congress, uh, there were only four pro-life women there. Out of 435 in the House plus the 100 in the Senate, there were four pro-life women. I mean, incredible when you think of that. Now those numbers have grown. Uh, We had... uh, uh, success in Iowa. Joni Ernst was elected. Uh, Deb Fisher from Nebraska. Uh, we have pro-life women now in the United States Senate, which is incredibly important Fantastic. to join the pro-life men. And we have the pro-life women's caucus in the House of Representatives, which I started when I was there. And I'm so proud of those women as they champion life and speak so eloquently authoritatively on this issue. It is amazing. Now, when you were in the Colorado legislature, were there any resources like this for you? Uh, and, and certainly, um, what was the greatest takeaway from being part of the project as you saw this movement and this growth of pro-life women going into elective office? Well, Kimberly, I was elected in 1994. So I started serving uh, January of 1995. And You're much younger than I, but we didn't have social media. You know, we weren't talking to one another all the time. And I have to tell you, there was probably one other pro-life woman uh, serving in the House when I served there, and she was not very strong on the issue. Mm -hmm. I felt very alone. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to talk to other pro-life women around the country. You know, we didn't have staff. There weren't 
resources to help you uh, in those days. And I still remember at Susan B. Anthony List when we had a strategy meeting, and it was suggested by one of our own that we form this Pro-Life Women's Caucus for women like you. And it just spoke to my heart. Wow. It's like, oh, it would be wonderful. They they would have a support system around the country. They could encourage one another. They could tell each other about things that worked very well and things that didn't and what they might anticipate, what to avoid. And most importantly, I believe, give one another strength and encouragement. And I love the Pro-Life Women's Caucus. You know, I look at a state like Arizona where you have been such a hero. And I hope it's been encouraging to you to talk to women around the country and find out what they're doing. And, And, you know, quite frankly, Senator, you are in a great farm team. Women like you, Nancy Bardo, others, we would love to see you run for Congress. You're just the kind of person we need. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, there are so many uh, wonderful, wonderful elected women here in Arizona and across the states where we are able to share our resources through your National Women's Pro-Life Women's Caucus. And with your great work with the Susan B. Anthony List, we know we have that resource. We know that we have the backing. And I just really appreciate all of your work. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Coin and Me on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Arizona State Senator Kimberly Yee filling in for Tom Brown. And today we are talking with former Congresswoman Marilyn Musgrave of Colorado. She is Vice President of Governmental Affairs for the Susan B. Anthony List. And she's also director of the group's National Pro-Life Women's Caucus. Congresswoman, in 2012, I sponsored legislation here in Arizona called the Mother's Health and Safety Act, which prohibited abortions after 20 weeks. And this bill was about protecting maternal health and safety. And it really took into account the issue that when she is 20 weeks into her pregnancy, that's five full months carrying the baby, this exponentially increases the mother's risk of death. And this bill came into law in Arizona, and that 20-week ban provision was, of course, challenged by the ACLU and the Center for Reproductive Rights. And it was ruled constitutional by the U.S. District Court Judge James Teelborg back in 2012. But then, of course, the opponents took this to the Ninth Circuit, Mm -hmm. where it was ruled unconstitutional. And the appeal that was filed before the U.S. Supreme Court was denied a review. But the good news is here, and it's here today. And I would like to ask you to share about what's happening on Capitol Hill, um, where a bill has similar 20-week abortion ban provisions. Could you talk with us about that federal pain-capable legislation? Well, certainly. And again, I want to thank you for your heroic work, Um Nancy Bardo, uh, Senator Debbie Lasko, and Democratic Senator Catherine Miranda, pro-life women in Arizona doing uh, the great work. I just wanted to tell you that at the federal level, our bill is very similar to yours. And uh, we had some problems in that that bill was supposed to be heard on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, the, the day that Thousands and thousands of people are in Washington, D.C. to march for life. Uh, We had some difficulty there, but I am so grateful that uh, leadership and and heroes in the House like Trent Franks and Joe Pitts and Chris Smith and uh, 
Diane Black and, and others got together and, and got that bill passed in the House of Representatives with more votes than it had in 2013, 242 votes. And the difference between 2013 and 2015 with this legislation is at that time, Harry Reid was in charge of the Senate. Uh, and now uh, McConnell, Re- Republican Mitch McConnell, is the leader in the United States Senate, and he has pledged that we will get a vote on this bill. Okay. Senator, well, as you know, a recorded vote is very important. Absolutely. And well, let's talk some more about that um, after the break. You're listening to Coin and Neon Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Arizona State Senator Kimberly Yee. Filling in for Tom Brown today, and we will be right back in a few minutes. 